Okay. Hello. Yeah. Well, we thank God for tonight. Amen. And we're going to have to go and get started, and we're going to let Mr. Joshua go ahead and read the scripture. The one who lives under the protection of the Most High dwells in the shadows of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God, in whom I trust. Deliver <coughs> you from the hunter's net, from the destructive plague. He will cover you with his feathers, and you will take refuge as his wings. His feathers will be a protective shield. You will not fear the terror of the night, the arrow that fires. The day, the that in the darkness, or the pestilence that though a thousand fall at your side, and this thousand fall at your right hand. The pestilence will meet you. You will only see it with your eyes and witness the punishment of the wicked, because you have made the Lord my refuge, the, the Most High, your dwelling place. No harm will come to you, no threat will come to your tent. For he will give orders concerning you to protect you in all your ways. They will support you with their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against the snow. You will thread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample on the young lion and the cobra. He lovely the love to me. I will deliver him. I will exalt him because he loves my name. When he calls out to me, I will enter. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and give him my honor. I will satisfy him with a long life to show him my salvation. Thank you, that is all that you want. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's have a moment of prayer. Father, we thank you for tonight, God. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We invite you into the presence. We thank you, God. We do, don't do it for man, but we do it for you. We thank you, God, for a camp of angels around us right now to protect our minds, our bodies, and our spirits. We thank you for keeping us all night long and all day long. Father, we thank you for you, our heavenly Father. Hallelujah. In some cases, you have been our natural Father. We thank you for the Holy Ghost, and we thank you for the fire of God in our lives. We thank you, God, in the midst of everything that we do, we stay, we obtain, that we know that we do it for the glory of God. Father, hide me, hallelujah, behind the cross tonight. Hide me that I know that it's no longer Glenda, but it's you. Hide me till I feel the fire of God. Hide me that the blood of Jesus trips down like on the cross from the crown of my head to the bottom of my feet. Hide me that I will be in a place with you, God. If I would die tonight, I would go back to your kingdom. We thank you. We plead the blood of Jesus for those that are on the line. And we thank you, God, for those that are coming on the line. And we thank you, God, for even those that cannot get on the line tonight, God, we thank you. For we believe that we're standing and we're entering into the presence of angels. And we plead the blood of Jesus to keep us and help us and hold us. God, I pray a special blessing over my grandson, Joshua. That the anointing drip down in his mind, God, that he will not be as other young men be. 
that the veil of God covers him from the crown of his head to the bottom of his feet, that he's not walking in the traps of the enemy, that for all the days of his life he will be planted in the spirit of God like never before. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Well, tonight our subject is, I've been praying all week long as I usually do, and um, I'm going to talk about a subject of hatred. Amen, amen, hatred. It just seems like today that we're in a state of people will hate each other for no reason at all, and that is not God. In the book of, hallelujah, in the book of Galatians, it talks about uh, the spirit of God and how we're supposed to have the characteristics of Christ. And it talks about the kinds of spirit that we must carry as believers in Christ. That we will walk, we should walk in the mind of Christ, we should talk in the mind of Christ. We could we need to live in the mind of Christ, but love and joy and happiness and peace and long suffering. But in some cases, some people who do know not do not know the love of God, or who have not experienced it of God, or of those who have at some point might have backslidden. Sometimes people walk in those spirits that are not of God. And hatred is one of those spirits. Hatred. Hatred. The Greek word for hatred is ekra. Spell it. I will spell it to you. It's E, like an Edward. G-L-H-R-A. Hatred. Hatred. Hatred means, hallelujah, hatred means um, enmity, envy, dislike, hostile, um, bitter. That's why you can meet some people and they you just don't know, but their countenance is hateful. And mean spirited. That is a type of hatred, um, bitterness, dislike. Some people just don't like you at all because it comes from the spirit of hatred, extreme dislike, bitterness. Malice is another word, uh, synonymous with Hatred. In fact, uh, malice means a deep-heated seed of hatred. Another word for hatred is some people have grudges. You know, they might have hurt your feelings. And for the rest of their lives, they will remember that you hated them. That is a seed of or one of the seeds of hatred. Another word, another seed of hatred is 
anger, but it says extreme strong feelings of displeasure. So there are the definitions of the word of hatred. In this day and this time in 2009, uh, uh, 2020, there is a great deep-seated hatred of one of another. People are now riding in the streets because men, young black men and young black women have been hated and beaten and treated and killed for no reasons other than they just don't like them or they like don't like the way they look or they don't like what they say or they don't like because they're tall or they don't like them because lots of money. They don't like them because it is spirit that it comes straight out of hell. And as people of God, we have to pray because sometimes people will hurt you to the point that you really begin to dislike them. You begin to really, really don't like them because they've hurt your feelings. And you want to ask God to teach us to forgive them that despitefully use us, which means, yeah, there will be people that will despitefully use us or aggravate us or frustrate us or on purpose because they want to make us angry. They want us to come out of the character of God, okay? Because the enemy's job is to stop you from getting into the kingdom of God. So that that scripture, it comes out of, amen, Galatians, it's 20. So those are characteristics of hatred. The United States itself was founded on, they call it a colonialism system. All it means was in the years when the United States was born from England, there was a big old dis, uh, disagreement. And uh, they decided that uh, uh, America wanted its independence. And uh, when they got their dis, uh, attendance from them, they realized they needed help. And they found a way to get help by importing slaves. 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 Slaves back then was considered that even you weren't even a whole human being. In fact, you were almost animalistic. You were like an animal. Um, and so, uh, they began to import slaves from all over the world. I believe the first slave that walked into this country was about in the 1400s. So slavery began. They got slavery because they didn't have to pay people. They could just put them in slavery, beat them, feed them, make them work for free, take some of them in the house, 
take care of all their needs, take care of their children. But it was not just that, the pretty side, but some of the bad sides were there were men there were raped by other men, men that were uh, young girls were raped by the masters, the father, the men who owned them. They uh, they they birthed children out of of of, of wedlock. It was all kinds of things that went on at the colonialistic uh, relationship because now uh, this country was a new country. They began to import slaves by the thousands into uh, the United States of America. One of the primary places other than Virginia was in South Carolina, some of the other southern states, whether it was Georgia, South Carolina, um, those states, um, because they had to make the slaves in the crop. And one of the biggest businesses at that time was cotton, tobacco, and all kinds of things. Um, in the process, uh, the men that imported the slaves, them themselves considered themselves human beings, but they didn't consider us as human beings. They were one-third or one-tenth, actually, of a human being. Okay. And therefore came the birth of hatred, hatred and malice. Hatred, I own you. Hatred, I'm your master. Hatred, hallelujah. And so uh, the slaves began to clean the houses and pick the cotton and to take care of the children uh, because uh, that's all what they did. They were racked, they were shackled up with chains and they were beaten uh, uncontrollably uh, because they considered themselves, uh, they were the masters of uh, the people. But the only master of the people is God. The people say, well, preacher, why do you say that? Well, in God, the Bible says that nor male, there's um, there's male and female. But there's nowhere in the Bible says there will be a black heaven or a white heaven. There will never be an Hispanic heaven. There will be an Israeli heaven. There will be um, no heaven um, from Ireland. There's no heaven from Jerusalem, there, but there we are one people. There are one, we are one people. If you cut the blood from a black man or a blood from a Hispanic man or a black woman, we all bleed the same blood. It is red. Therefore, there's only one race, and that race is called the human race. But because man's mind has decided to degrade something that they cannot stand or consider that is not normal, in fact, a lot of times they look at the word white and they consider that white is a good color. 
and they'll look at the word black, and they consider that the black color. Why? That is a kind of de degradation and segregation, but there is no degradation or uh, separation in God. Show me anywhere in the Bible, from Alpha to Omega, that there is a white God or a black God or Jewish God or any other God. No, no, no. We all are a part of the human race. Now, man requires us that when we have a birth certificate or something of value, they will require us to say whether we are black or white, whether Hispanic or his, uh, or any other color. But that was man's interpretation of man. Throughout the Bible, the Bible speaks of man, of not just of man, but of mankind. I am a kind of man. I was brought out of the ground initially. God took the earth and mold me up into the image of God. So, therefore, we are human or uh, the, the uh, uh, correct word, scientific word, we are human sapiens. We are people on the earth. Now, today's society has decided they want to denigrate us, but it is not in the word. We are the sons and the daughters of God. There's no in the Bible. You never tell your Aaron or Abraham talk about a heaven that is heaven partitioned for whites or blacks or anybody else. Abraham says, look up in the star and see what I've created to you. It does not say this star over there is white and that star is over there. It is man-made. It is man-created for separation from God. But if I can get you separated, I can destroy you. If I can get you separate, I can annihilate you. If I can get you separated, you don't know who you are or who you are or who God who whose God you serve. But the Bible says there are no gods unlike but are unto our God. Hallelujah. So, in this scripture, we run reference from Galatians uh, uh, talking about the word hatred. Now, I want you to turn to Samuel. First Samuel. And it should be the 18th chapter. Um, Samuel. 18 chapter. This how this particular chapter talks about Saul. Saul was the previous king of Israel. Paul Saul was a man of great power. Paul was a man that 
they had considered that he was so blessed. That if he had stayed in the will of God, then he would have re- ruled the kingdom. But you know what? The devil allowed uh, um, allowed him, Saul, to get out of place. We ought not let God allow us to get out of place. The enemy will try to trick you and take you out of your destination. Do not let God move you when you know when God has called you for such a place. Saul himself was anointed, S-A-U-L, Saul. Paul names means asked for or demanded. So he was created to be a king. He was created to be anointed. And this book says to me that no man among the Bible uh, uh, men had so, so many chances to was thrust upon him to make a success of his life. He was supposed to be successful. That no man ever had had missed anything so great as to be a king. But he missed his opportunity uh, because he abused the things of God. He had and he lost that because of his pride. He wanted to be out front. He wanted to know, I'm the man, I'm in charge, I'm the king. And he had problems with his moral leadership. And because of that, God gave him chance after chance to get it right. The Bible says that he was a man, that he was anointed. And the Bible says that he was filled with the spirit that comes from 1 Samuel. 11 and 6, that he was self, well, self-willed and restricted his influence. Um, he was a jealous man, and his jealousy prompted him to hunt down David. I want you to understand this, that Saul became jealous, and began to hate David. Like that same hatred, I was telling you that what people are doing now to one another, from no reason at all, from the slate retirement till this day, 2020, there are factions and regions, there's places, on this earth, including the United States of America, are now openly walking in enmity or hatred and disliking people because of the color of their skin. There are people today living in this country and around the world that are walking in bitterness and hatred today. There are people that are living on this earth in 2020 that are walking in malice and 
deep, deep heated hatred because of the color of people's skin. There are people that are walking with grudges and hatred and resent people because of the color of the skin, the nationality, or the relationship with Christ. There are people today and 200, 2020 that are walking in anger. Hallelujah. Because with a strong anger and distrust because of people's skin color. Not because of they've done anything wrong to them. But because they're judging us because of the outside appearance. But I, I give you, ladies and gentlemen, this is the truth. That Jesus loves all of us. He loves all of us. Whether we're black, white, Chicano, Spanish, uh, uh, Native American, um, or from any other country that's on, on the face of the earth, that Jesus loves us. And Jesus uh, requires us to love them. Well, here is Paul. Paul is now beginning to show his hatred for David. Amen. He began to show his hatred. Hallelujah. This is First Samuel one eighteen verse, starting at verse number one. And it came to pass that when he Anamusa had made an end of speaking unto Saul. That Saul to Jonathan, that they were knitted the soul of David and Jonathan and loved him as his own soul. So here, David and Jonathan became good friends. Now, this was the king's son, and this was David. So it's good to have friends. Good to have a good friend. To know that your friends must line up with the Spirit of God. Your good inner circle friend. It is good to have a friend that would come to your rescue. It is good to have a friend in your life in times of need or somebody to counsel with. It's good to have somebody to go on the back of the wall with. But we're talking about the inner circle, the people that are close to you. So we have to know that. Well, here, there is a relationship between now David and Jonathan, and Jonathan is the son of the king. And the king's name was Saul. Number two. And Saul took him that day and would let him 
to go no more home to his father. Verse 3, and Jonathan and David and made a covenant because he loved him as his own soul. So they were tight. They were buddies. Verse 4, and Jonathan tricked himself the robe that he was upon him and gave it to David, his garment, even to his own sword and his bow and his girdle. And David went out with it to Saul and sent him and behaved on himself wisely to Saul and over the men of war. And he was accepted in the sight of all of the people about all the sight of Saul and the servant. So here is this young boy that previously was out in the field leading the sheep. Now that God had given the king favor to him. Now he was commanding fighters. He was commanding warriors. He was being his best friend now, the king's son. So when you do what God calls you to do, God will put you in a place. God will give you favor. God will do things, allow things to do for you, and they don't even know why they're doing it. Because the Spirit of God is moving on your behalf. Hallelujah. Sometimes we don't see favor, but it's there. The verse 6 says this, okay? It says this, and it came to pass that at the end, that when David was returned from uh, the slaughter of the Philistines, that the women came out of the city of Israel singing uh, and dancing to the king Saul with a tabra, and with joy and with instru- instrument and music. Well, here the ladies are coming on after battle. Now they went to battle and they come back. And they usually the ladies would run out and begin and come in, especially when they won the battle, and they begin to sing, uh, sing and dance and shake the little tambourine. Amen. So now the women they were getting to have a big old festival, or seven, and uh, and the woman answered another, and they played and said, Saul, Saul, has slain the uh, the thing, and David. Has his ten thousand. Amen. Now, verse 11 says this. I'm sorry. Uh, verse 8 says, And Saul was yet wroth and said, He was displeased. And he said, They have ascribed unto David ten thousand. And to me, they ascribe but a thousand. And hallelujah. What can I, what more but the kingdom? Now, what I want you to understand in here now, that king that, the king that owned the whole kingdom, the enemy got busy in the mind of the king. 
the king that could take do anything. The king could write the trees. This king that owned houses and lands. The king that had a master over the the men of the armies and everything. But this king, all of a sudden, the spirit, the devil himself, stepped into the mind of the king and got jealous because of this little shepherd boy who was now leading the troops. That's why we have to be very careful when we're doing things for the Lord. That's why we have to be prayerful when we're doing the things for the Lord. Because when we make up our mind to really do those things that are called us to do, the enemy gets angry. And when the enemy gets angry, he pulls out every, every imp he can to destroy you. You are now a marked man. When you have made up your mind to live for the Lord, if you have made up your mind to fast and pray, have you made up your mind you're going to stand for Jesus? Hallelujah. God, God is in control, but the enemy is man. And this what happens to the king. All of a sudden, I'm the little guy, and this little peon that I gave him the authority to be over the army, now he gets all attributes because as if he were the king. And that was the king. As if he were the king. I'll repeat that again. That's verse 8. And Saul was very wroth. He was very angry. And sang and displeased. And he said, They ascribe unto David thou thousands. And to me, they have ascribed to me uh, only a thousand. And what can he has more but the kingdom. I got the kingdom, but you're talking about them as if he's so important. I can imagine that the king got a little angry, got a little jealous. But I don't know why, because God himself had, God had already said that he was full of the Holy Ghost, and he had given many times to know that he was the appointed one to rule the kingdom. But here it looks like Saul's messing up. Looks like Saul is angry. It looks like angry, he's not just angry, but he's jealous. And that's what happens. When you take on the spirit of hatred, you then begin to be angry. You become hateful. You become bitter. There's a king that had all this power, but he was angry with David. He was jealous of David. He began to take a grudge and get angry with him, and he was just the man to God doing what God called him to do. 
when God begins to anoint you. You have to be careful when God calls you to do great things and great exploits, and we don't stay in the realm of the spirit. We don't stay before God because the enemy now knows that you are marked men, and all that I want to do is to take you away from your destiny. We have to realize that men and women of God, we must hear, hallelujah, destiny calling us. I hear. Sometimes you have to say, I hear destiny calling me. I'm great. I'm great because God has called me. I'm anointed because God has called me. I pray because God has called me. I stand on his word because God is calling me. Here, I hear destiny calling. Well, perhaps, a, perhaps David was hearing God calling him. Why? Because the king had gotten out of his place. The king began to walk in hatred. Hatred. How would I feel if my father hated my best friend? This is relationship. I want you to understand. Here was a relationship between uh, uh, the king and his son and David. I can't be around you anymore, David, because my father don't like you. But I love you. You are my soul. You are my best friend. You are my confidant. But David, I want you to know my father, I think, is a little bit upset because it seems like they think that you are more important. But David, don't worry about it. I, 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 I'm your friend. I'm, I'm, I, I'm, 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 I'm your confidant. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be there for you. Uh, uh, there will be nothing separate us except death. And that's what we have to realize today. That that should not nothing. The Bible says in Romans eight, the on down that let nothing separate us except us but death itself. He said, but nor height, nor depth, nor any other thing, or no other created thing shall separate us from the love of God. And here you have a relationship that was now has gone sour. Paul began to hate uh, uh, David for no reason. Saul, the man that was in control of the whole kingdom, began to hate him because of envy and jealousy. Hatred, the Bible says, is cooler than your brain. Hatred will make you say things and do things that you say and you will regret sometimes before you leave this earth. How can you love dislike me? Because of the skin. I have not created my own self, but the Bible says that we were created in the very image of God. I don't understand this, but God created the 
human race. We are male and female, but there is nothing else but that. There's white, white and black, they say. But in the Bible, it only talks about mankind. I am a human being. Hallelujah. And we must stand on the word of God. I thank God that there are, sin, there are people now today on this earth that are no longer this generation. Thank you, God. Are no longer a teaching or a, a judging us by our content of our, of our color of our skin. But now they are judging us by the content of my character. Character, character, character. There's some of people in our lives have no character. Even in the church, there are people in our lives that we go to have no character. But God is looking for character. God is looking for the Holy Ghost. Looking, God is looking for redemption. Because God is not a man that lies, but God loves all of us today. We're standing on his word. We're standing in his will. And I believe, God, that God is now calling for, hallelujah, that God the same days, these days, that God's gathering his people, not by color, color, but our, 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 our character and the place that we want to end up into. Whether you want to go to hell because you dislike my color, or do you want to love me and go to heaven and meet me? Because God is not a God of hatred, but he's a God of love. God is not a love, God, God is a lover. God loves all of us. God is not a man of, of hatred, but he teaches us to be love, kind, long-suffering, gentleness, patience, all the fruits of the Spirit. That speaks of us into the book of Galatians, book 5. God is not a man that he should lie. And God says that we are created in the image of him. God has said that we are made like him, talk like him, walk like him. God teaches us to reason. From the beginning of the book to the end of the book, from Genesis, hallelujah, God spoke things into existence. In Genesis, he created the tribes of Israel. In Genesis, he spoke to Abraham. Hallelujah. God is God not God of God of hate, hallelujah, but love. He come in this hey of Oshah. He speaks to us throughout the book. He speaks. To Matthew, he speaks to David, he speaks to Joshua, and he does not speak of hate, but he speaks of love. God is a God of love and not hate. Father, we thank you because that we're reading, we're believing that God is changing the mentality of mankind to love and not to hate. To pray and not to think. Love and not to hate. Hate. Hallelujah. And so here we find 
the day that began to realize that that Saul was out to kill him. Amen. First time. And Saul eyed David from that day on and forward. So he began to say he keep an eye on him because now everybody else getting the attention and not him. Verse 10 says this, and it came to pass on tomorrow that the evil spirit from God, that, hear that, this evil spirit come from God upon Saul and he prophesied in the midst of the house and David played um, his hand as the other times, and they was a javelin, a javelin in Saul's hand. So he says, as another time, apparently David would say he would pray and he would sing and play music to Saul. And the Bible says that Saul, he said, at other times, Hallelujah, he said, but as suddenly there was an evil spirit that came from God. It did not come from man. It did not come from the devil. But the Bible says, and suddenly there was a spirit that came, hallelujah, from God. Hallelujah. That was 11. And Saul cast a javelin. So now, and this, and the spirit took over Saul, the king. And all of a sudden, the spirit took the javelin, using his body, and threw it completely at him. Tried to kill him. And he said, I will smite thee. I will kill you, David. And David avoided And David avoided out of his presence. In other words, David said, I got to get out of here. He's going to kill me. Say this, his eyes changed, his countenance changed. And all of a sudden, I got to get out of here. I don't know if you ever had situations in my life, but I've said like this. I got to get out of this mess. I got to to move. I, I, I. Sometimes you have to wait, and then you got to do it. Now, this is a sign that God trying to tell you, you got to get out of here. Amen. That's what he said. It says, and Saul cast a javel for him, and smite thee. And David said unto him, to the wall. And David avoided him out of his presence. Twice. Three times, or two times. Okay. Verse 12 says, and Saul was afraid of David because the Lord was with him. So now, all of a sudden, the spirit that was in Saul now rests on David. You realize sometimes even even the enemy knows when the when when God's resting on you. The enemy acts foolish when he realizes that the 
kingdom of God is resting on you. The devil will just kick every fire, every fire, everything that you can see. Because it just looks like all enemy recognizes who you are. And that's what happened. The enemy began to recognize who he was. And Saul was afraid because the Lord was with him and he was departed from Saul. In other words, so now the spirit had left Saul the king and the spirit of God now is indwelling into David. Therefore, Saul removed him from him and made him his captain over a thousand. And he went out and came in before the people. 14. And David behooved him self wisely. When the enemy comes, the Bible says that he left the standard. Here was the king who had everything. This is the king who initially God was with him. God was with him. He was a king. He was a, he's, a, he's a part of the whole territory. He ruled everything. Did not know anything move without Saul. But because God gave Saul chance after chance, chance after chance, but when he would no longer do what God called him to do, God removed his spirit into the king of David. Now, he was not yet king. Uh, he was not yet officially uh, the king. But the spirit of God was now existed on David. You know what? Because David had a heart for God. David had no hatred in his heart. David had a pure heart. David was the kind of guy that no even though his his best friend was the king, he realized, even his his brother realized that I know I'm gonna supposed to be the next king, but you know what? David, I know you're my king. And some of us don't realize that we don't know we are who, what God called we are to be. That no devil in hell can stop us or block us or hinder us or keep us from our destiny or our destination. That's what's happening today in this world. That the world now is changing. There is a manifestation of God's glory that men and women are waking up and not now challenged by the color of our skin, but now we're challenging because we're supposed to be created in the image of God. We're supposed to create it equally in the image of God. And no man or no woman should walk around in hatred and bitterness and dislike and call themselves men and women of God. And if you are asked you now to repent, call on Jesus and tell you, God, clean my face, clean me up, overfold me with the Holy Ghost. Wash me again because I need to see Jesus. There's another new day, a new dispensation. That's how you see things are happening like they are. Now you can see that the winds are blowing a different way. Now you can see the revelation of God's glory is coming. 
Now you can see things are moving like never the last. In the last two weeks, there's a different change in the atmosphere because God's moving by his power, thanks, in the name of Jesus. And it doesn't really matter what country you come from. Hallelujah. No matter what country, whether you're from Israel or whether you're Denmark, already from in the Iran or Iraq or Israel, hallelujah, no matter what country you're coming from, there is a move on the land of God because God is moving by his power, and he's stirring up God, the people of God, to love him and teach us to love one another as our God. He wants us to love him, hallelujah, more and more and more every day. That's why now you'll see more people that are marrying interracially like before because they love one another no matter what their skin looks like, because they love them, because their insights, their hearts are pure. Hallelujah. And God wants us to be like that. Hallelujah. And those that are not understanding, there will a day. Hallelujah. We don't know why God's allowing all these people to die. We don't know what God's getting ready to do. But I speak it in the atmosphere that God's moving by his power now. I speak it now. As a people of God, that we walk in the destiny of God. Book of Esther says, who knows whether I'm called to the kingdom of such a time as this. Who knows where I'm supposed to be here in this place. What time, what time is this? Who knows? I'm supposed to have gone through all these things in our lives for such a time as this. Who knows I had to go through all this suffering for such a time as this? Who knows that I had to, we had to lose child for such a time as this? God knows all things. God said in his book of John 4, he said, let not your heart be troubled, but if you believe in me, I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. You don't understand, hallelujah, why these are things that happen. We don't know why authorities like this, are people acting like this. We don't know why people in Congress are acting like this. We don't know why the president's wife is acting like that. We don't know why the world People are acting like they're crazy. We don't know, but we know that God has the palm uh, up in the palm of his hand collectively together. Every country on this earth, whether it's England, Ireland, uh, Iraq, uh, Denmark, uh, every country in this earth, the United States of America, and is it, it is a paradox, but they call this country the United States of America. For many years, we have that, it's called the, not the United States of America, but are we not united or we're separated by our color? But I, re, I represent to you, ladies and gentlemen, that we are united in Christ. We are united in one mind. We are united one spirit of Christ. We are united in the things of God. 
reunited, hallelujah, hallelujah, are the things of God. We are reunited in the spirit of Christ. The Bible says that no weapon formed against us, that every rock that rise, the rise, the rise of judgment, we shall condemn it. We pull down the old guard. We destroy everything that's not like God. In the name of Jesus, that this generation shall rise up and be called blessed, that this generation will not be judged by the character, uh, 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 color of our sin, by the content of our character, that this generation will rise up and do those things that God calls us to, that this generation will rise up in the anointing of God and know their God. That our, our grandchildren will walk in the image of Jesus Christ. That our grandchildren look into the history lesson. That our fathers, our great-grandfathers, and our great-great-grandfathers were brought to this country on a boat in chains. The chains wrapped around our necks and our feet. But I rise to say that our great slave and the great slave owners now, like Paul, Paul said that I am a prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ. And as Christian believers that love God, that are committed to Christ, we have to be rededicate ourselves to be prisoners of the Lord Jesus Christ and to walk in his image, that we do not take on the spirit of hatred, hatred, malice, distrust, dishate, dislike, envy, grudges, anger, but we take on all the spirits of joy and peace and happiness that we will walk in the image of God because there's only one color. We are walking. We are human beings. It was man's way of separating us by color. But God does not separate us by color. God separate us only by whether you want to go to heaven or hell. That's the only separation. That whether you want to go to hell, because yes, I'm enlarging itself, or whether you want to go to heaven. There's the only separation in the word of God is that we belong to the Lord Jesus Christ. We belong to the Lord Jesus Christ. There is only one human being. We are human beings. We are not black. We are not white, according to the word of God. Now, they may say might be dark-skinned, but it is not a separation by by uh, color. God created us all equal. God created us all the same. The United States wrote up the Declaration of Independence, and it said we are created all in the image of God. We are all created same. No man is separate, but we are all walking in the image of God. We have the mind of Christ. We will take on the mind of Christ, and we will do what God tells us to. 
that we will not take on hatred. We cannot take on bitterness. We cannot take on dislike, distrust, grudges, malice, anger, because God has called us. Unlike Saul, in 1 Samuel 13, uh, 18th chapter, Saul, who was created to become the next king, took on the spirit of hatred and bitterness and jealousy and lost his kingdom. And the Bible says that he had gave him many chances. Even at one point, he actually went to a witch to find out what was going to go on. He stooped down so long, so low. So let us not be so stooped down so low not to recognize the enemy when he comes. Because when the enemy comes, the Bible says that God will lift up a standard against him. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you that we plead the blood of Jesus against the enemy right now. We plead the blood of Jesus against hatred. God, I rebuke every spirit, God. From the 1800s, from 1619, the slaves were brought to this country and taken to other countries like England and France and other countries, Africa. Because, yes, there are evil people still in Africa that they're selling their children now. So, Father, I thank you. You are the great I am. You are the God of God and kings of kings. You are our shepherd man. You know all about it, God. There is degradation and hatred, hatred and malice. But you said, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and everything will be added unto you. So we thank you now for this word. We thank you for the word from heaven. We thank you for moving by your power. We thank you for strength and mercy. Hallelujah. I rebuke every spirit, not by God. I rebuke every hate and hateful spirit, hindry spirit, whether our children or grandchildren or great-grandchildren. Even if people around us we work with or anything else, I rebuke every spirit that the enemy comes. When they see us, the Holy Ghost will rip them up and tie them up and speak joy to the inner man. In the name of Jesus, Father, we pray, we pray for our president now, right now. In the name of Jesus, God, save him and fill him with the Holy Ghost. I'm not talking about the cabinet. I'm just telling you, God, please just save this man, God. Save and protect him. For God, protect him from us, although us from him. But God, do what you have to do because you're a king. God, we leave everything in your hands, and we pray your word that you are our God. And there's no other God like unto you, for you are king of kings and lord of lords. In Jesus' mighty, illustrious name, amen and amen. Well, thanks tonight. I thank you for the word. I thank you because you're listening. I thank you that you're there. And even if it's just only a couple, the fact is that we spoke your word tonight. And we spoke it for the perfectness and the love of God. To know that hatred should not be a part of our lives. And sometimes we we are pre- prejudiced in certain things and we don't know it. So we have to pray that every seed of hatred 
jealousy. It stop, not hinder us, not stop us or block us. And that our children, our great-grandchildren, will never experience the things that we have experienced. Because the Bible says that love, self for love, covers a multitude of sins. So, Father, I thank you for covering us with a multitude of sins. I thank you, God, for holding us in your palm of your hand. We thank you, God, for hiding me personally behind the cross. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Well, thanks. Um, this is it tonight. And um, we thank you for your word. We thank you because you you listen. And uh, so um, I thank you for this word. Because God does not want us to hate, but to love. We have to have a radical love. But no matter what happens, it will not the enemy let us love us, take us apart. Because we are one love, one God, one faith, one soul, one salvation. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.